Hello, and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe. And uh, one of our colleagues came into the office this morning, Connor, and said there was a, a pea storm. What? I think he was, he was, it was, a little, he was playing a joke. He, he wanted to do a little play on words, uh, and it wasn't a storm. It was a pea storm because of all the emails we got oh. about urine. We got... Oh, my God. We, we get a lot of emails, <laughs> a lot. And this was um, a, a tsunami, if you want to keep the, 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 the liquid, liquid <laughs> metaphor going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we uh, had an unbelievable response to the segment on um, German men, 40% of German men, pretty much always, no, not pretty much, always mm -hmm. sitting when they urinate. Mm -hmm. And that if uh, you include most of the time, it's up to 60%. No other country is even close. And we talked about whether or not there were reasons, good reasons yeah. for doing that. And uh, Gabe, do you guys <laughs> seem to enjoy that topic or you definitely wanted to talk about it yourselves, share your own perspectives? This one uh, from Robert. I found the peeing statistics of German males interesting. What happened to the pee wall? I remember many, the, many the restaurants, many Gaststätten, many, many restaurants in Germany had a pee wall. There were no urinals, just a wall to pee on. Oh, a trough. And it would run off via a trough. Um, and then he writes, is not laughing also good for wellness? I often get a laugh out of you guys, especially when Gabe chuckles in the background. I'm a bit of a chuckler. You are a chuckler. I've become a chuckler. Well, I, I would have put you more in the guffaw category, but you do chuckle. I guess I chuckle. Yeah. You know, I'm a chuckler. Uh, and then he says, this is a ver very diverse email. Uh, great voice, Connor. This is referring to your singing. Oh, for your um, yodeling. Or uh, well, whatever that was. Yeah, I think I need a music expert to inform me what yeah. I'm trying to channel there. to say lost soul in Gaelic? It sounds like air in the pipes at DW. Are there no plumbers in Bonn? Always be well. Yeah, so for those of you uh, who missed the episode where we discussed what that sound was, it cam comes out of the pipes of a DW bathroom whenever you flush the toilet. It comes out of the faucet, that, mm -hmm. that sound, that horn sound. And So you flush either the toilet or the urinal. You get that sound out of the faucet. Right. And the question was, where is it coming from and, and, and why? Uh, yeah. Cheryl Frinfrock? One she, of our... Yeah, she was able to identify uh, its tonality. It's a C sharp. Which, um, actually, one of our colleagues came in last week, and we started, you know, you did your little Gaelic singing oh, yeah. to it. And then he started, he picked up a guitar, because we got a guitar in the office. And he started playing around, and he's like, you know what? This is a C sharp. That was Esteban. So Esteban knew it. One of our colleagues, Cheryl Finfrock, one of our avid loyal listeners she knew, corroborated knew yeah, yeah. We, okay i'm going to stick with the pipes because yeah. we got a second email about those pipes uh this is from a woman who wrote hi gabe and connor it may be an issue of too high pressure in the water lines from watching a recent episode of this old house mm -hmm. if anything is loose and the pressure is high enough it will cause whatever it is to vibrate just like when you increase the airflow through a flute in your case it could be a water pressure increase for some reason or a strap holding a pipe securely in place that has loosened over time and yes pee sitting down please mm. please although the update 
this is a news program and there's new there, there's new news um uh, the dw building management team has come by and closed that bathroom there's a sign that says um but you can't use it it's out of order yeah and who knows when we're going to get our bathroom back for now it's closed <laughs> one other email this from ernie and he had he's also responding to that yeah th- this data about german men sitting sitting while they're peeing oh i've got two on top of that one okay he's saying at home we will sit or stand but the toilet is constant so the water required for flushing remains constant but in a restaurant or at work there may be a choice of toilet or urinal and the latter presumably flushes less water meaning if you use a urinal it's not going to use as much water mm-hmm. water conservation may be a consideration in the sit or stand decision does the hardware vary by country Sure. In fact, depending on the toilet, I've uh, plenty of places here have the no flush urinals. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. No um, water, almost. Yeah, yeah. And so if you're if you're looking to conserve water, that would be that would factor into the decision. Um, other questions also mentioned by Ernie: Is there any any reason why we should not pee in the shower standing? Obviously, the one that comes to mind for me is that doesn't smell good. Steam mixed with uh, uric acid ammonia smell. It, it sure well, fills the yeah, bathroom I with mean, it. To, to each her own, you know. Edith writes um, that we missed one very good reason why men should sit to pee, especially aging men. And she writes, my father, a doctor, told my husband to sit because when you go to pee in the middle of the night, if you stand, you can get a rush of blood to your penis. It can cause to, to your you... penis. Yeah. No, rush, rush of blood to your head. She writes penis. If, wait, if you stand up in the night, you can get a... I believe you, but is, I... Can we... Can, I, I keep going. I don't right, know. Okay. I don't know where this is going. She writes penis. If she meant head, then maybe she can write back to us. But anyways, it can cause you to get faint and fall. Falling in a bathroom is extremely dangerous because of the close proximity of sinks, counters, bathtubs, shower that usually have corners and cause serious injury and most likely head injuries. For men, it is safer for them to sit and pee versus stand and pee. While I do like your show, sometimes I find you are dismissive about certain things and don't think about the reasons enough. It isn't just about spreading disease through germs, cleanliness, etc. It's about men's safety, and you could have highlighted that. The more you laugh at certain things, the more you stigmatize it instead of educating about the topic. Hmm. Um, I would say that we met you halfway there. That was the the talk about prostate. You tried. Issues. I mean, you. I, I, I'm not. I can't remember whether this was in the final cut or not. But you definitely searched for an explanation, uh, for, or a reason why that could be a good thing, and you couldn't find one. Uh, you mean a, a good reason to sit? Yes. You spent a lot of time thinking about the reasons for it. Right. Let's well, just put it that way. Yeah, well, yeah, and the best reason I could find was for people suffering from prostate disorders. We also talked about how it was yeah. obviously cleaner. Um, you're right, Edith, that uh, I didn't specifically mention aging and that that as a result of, of age, mm-hmm. it would be a good idea to sit. But I would disagree. I, I, I wouldn't have laughed at that, that idea. And secondly, in general, when we're talking about aging or the elderly, I do feel more free to laugh at topics connected to, to being older because I'm... Because we're on the... Yeah. I'm going there. I'm already old I and inside and, my head. And I might be 39, about to turn 40, but... And and possibly uh, too much information. I, I try not to make this about me, but I'm certainly going to the restroom more often in the evenings, in the night. I'm on my way. Yeah. And, and that is something that you can be upset about or you can laugh at it. And I tend to try to laugh at the fact that I'm I'm aging. I'm not... I'm not certainly 
not laughing at other people yeah. who are suffering from any issues, especially the ones I'm not even aware of. Definitely no desire to stigmatize. And one last thing here, uh, Connor, we got a poem from Phil, right? <laughs> a poem. He wrote a poetic response to the show. He's, I sit unzipped on an outhouse throne in a forest full of wild flowers. Listen to early morning birdsong and the distant radio traffic from science unscripted. Remember my children playing in the unmown salt marsh many years ago, grateful that this toilet and faucet make no strange sounds. <laughs> That's the whole episode. The whole, the whole 30-minute episode uh, packed hey, into Phil, a poem. Phil, can you do that this week as well? Yeah, a poem. Or every of, week? <laughs> that's beautiful. Thank you for that. No, uh, and I was, at first I was going to say, uh-oh, was this poem created with chat GPT or something like it? But I don't think so. There's, I hope not. No, no, it went through the whole show. Unless he transcribed the show or used a transcription tool. Thank you very much for that. Well, uh, as we said, huge response to that topic in particular. All of you seem to have an opinion on it. We're going to move now to um, a, a, a study that was published just after... We broadcasted our last episode, mm -hmm. and that is still worth diving into the details of. And this is the one that you may, if you heard of it, it had the word Red Bull in the headline. Energy drink, popular energy, energy drink. Yeah, Red Bull, a popular energy drink. And there's something in that energy drink that appears to make us live longer. And the data is very, very strong. So let's start with, with what that something is. This is taurine, and uh, taurine is in Red Bull. Mm -hmm. It's in, get, what do you drink, Monster Energy? Well, whatever I can get my hands on. Rockstar? Whatever I can get my hands on. Full throttle? Whatever, whatever's there, I'll buy it. We had, a, we had an energy drink. <laughs> it's on sale. That, that is kind of true. We had an energy, energy drink for a while here at DW. I don't know why. C4? C4, <laughs> and you drank one and vomited at work. Uh, that one didn't work for Gabe, but most energy drinks do. Most of them have taurine in it. Now, one thing that I, I have to say very clearly here, we are not advocating the drinking of energy drinks. They have a lot of sugar in them, a lot of other things that aren't good for you. Caffeine, yeah, despite, despite my misguided choice <laughs> to drink a lot of them, and that has to do with my insomnia and all kinds of other stuff. Don't, don't. No, they're not good for you. No. So again, they have taurine. Taurine <laughs> is not caffeine. Energy drinks have a lot of caffeine. That's why you feel uppity right afterwards. And if and, you drink more via an energy drink, you live longer or what? Yeah. So basically these energy drinks have a lot more taurine in them than we get from our daily food intake. They have about a thousand milligrams per Red Bull. Whereas if you're going to get that much from food, you would need mm -hmm. to eat a, a two and a half pounds, a two and a quarter pounds of salmon and other meats. Got it. And this study was looking at what, taurine as a supplement, what it does to longevity. Yes. Okay. So basically what has been pointed out in the past is that in various animals, including humans, your taurine levels, when measured in your blood, they decrease over time. As you get older, mm -hmm. those numbers drop. Mm -hmm. And if you raise those numbers back up, what happens? And so what this study did was they took four different species and looked at what would happen. So mm -hmm. one of them was mice, middle-aged mice. Mice, uh, when they're four weeks old, they have a, a count of, let's say, 130 uh, taurine in their blood. And by 56 weeks old, it drops down to 40. It goes okay. way, way down. And Less so, than half. Yeah. And so they wanted to get the blood concentration levels back up to that four-week level. Let's make, if you're just looking at the blood, let's make it look like it's young again. Mm -hmm. And so what they did is they fed it taurine once a day, tried to get it back to baseline. 
and they increased the lives of these mice by 10 to 12 percent on average. Wow. Which is significant. Only by adding taurine. Nothing else to these mice, and they lived for much longer. That's it. Okay. That's it. What then, about the other species? They went to monkeys and specifically rhesus macaque. Uh, with them, they're closer to what happens to us in humans. I would say. From age 5 to age 15, it drops 85%, the taurine levels, big drop off. And they boosted it back up in the rhesus and then? Yeah, and they had similar findings. Also a similar increase in longevity. Okay, next species? What do you think the next species is? Human beings? Unicellular yeast. <laughs> That's exactly where I thought they were going with it. No, um, this this allowed them. This is really useful. I'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Uh, really useful for them to determine that in organisms that don't metabolize this the, uh, taurine in the way that human beings do. Uh, so yeast can't handle the taurine. It just what doesn't. It, it has a different enzyme. It does it differently than human beings, okay. and it does not increase longevity. It doesn't live any longer as a result. The so yeast clearly, just died off. As it did before. Okay. And then what about humans? I, I guess they're the most important, right? <clears throat> right. But we're not going to humans for number four. We're going to roundworms, multicellular worms. They live in the soil. They're very small. And in the worms, it increased the lifespan. Similarly, I think actually in the worms, it was up to 23%. And this is enough evidence to say we should think about clinical trials. We th should think about trials in human beings. Absolutely. Because, what do yeah. scientists say about uh, They, and this was really important for me, are saying that this study was incredibly well conducted. This is Dr. Clara Correa Melo, the head of the Microbiome and Metabolism Research Group at the Leibniz Institute for Research on Aging here in Germany. She says, the study is remarkably well done. Authors not only investigated the link between taurine and age-related markers, but also assessed causality by studying different model organisms in which taurine signaling pathways are turned off, so-called taurine knockouts. In these models, taurine does indeed play a role in age-related parameters and diseases. And uh, kind of critically, one thing that the authors were thinking about when they did the study is, look, longevity is one thing, aging, but it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't matter if you're unhealthy when yeah. you age. And to quote them, a meaningful anti-aging therapy should not only improve lifespan, but also health span, the period of healthy living. That's exactly what happened here. Um, they have, it's very, it's very technical, exactly what happened with your DNA and mitochondria, but in general, it improved bone, muscle, pancreas, brain, fat, gut, and immune systems. So, three, in three of the four species, probably. Correct. So, it, I mean, if this were done in, or if the results were the same in humans, would this be like giving a 50-year-old taurine supplements right at, at the age of 50 and and watching it go up l lengthening that life effectively and this is the point where we have to say on a broadcast like this do not do a thing like that until okay. you talk to your doctor first okay. this is especially important because one of the things i did while researching this was go on to one of the world's most popular um, online shops yeah and i could have ordered two kilograms of the powder taurine taurine Right. And you need, uh, people are doing that. People are, are putting this stuff in, in homemade popsicles that they eat after workout. People are doing self-experimentations. And to be clear, there is no known upper limit on taurine. I don't believe there's ever been a case of somebody dying of taurine poisoning or toxicity. What are side effects of taking too much? I don't know them. And the European Food Safety Authority says that this is as of 2012, up to 6,000 milligrams per day would be okay for a 60 kilogram person. Basically, one way to imagine this is, you know, a little coffee scoop 
Mm-hmm. You've seen those? Sure. They scoop out anywhere from seven to ten grams of coffee. Yeah, when you fill in the filter, yeah. It, exactly. Yeah. So if you were a two hundred and twenty pound adult, according to the European Food Safety Authority, that would be that one scoop would be the maximum per day. Per day. They, per day. They don't allow any more than that. But again, this is this is not giving advice to anyone listening out there to, to do this themselves. I'm I'm actually saying the opposite. Don't do that. Talk to your doctor. There's powder. There are pills. If your doctor also agrees, this is something that is important for you to be doing mm. at your age. It may even require, I don't know, some sero work, some some blood samples to see are your levels low. What if what if your levels are already high for some reason? And also, interestingly, when you exercise, taurine levels go up in your blood automatically. Automatically, and that was one of the questions left open in the paper. Is this why people who exercise seem to age slowly? They they look younger. Is it just the taurine. Taurine. Again, this is enough evidence for a lot of people, a lot of scientists, researchers out there to say we should start testing this on humans, especially in the context of, let me just look up the exact number here. Today, people aged 65 and over in the entire world, mm-hmm. that's one in 11 people is 65 or older. In 2050, it'll be one in six. Yeah, we've spoken about that before. Um world is getting older demographics we're, we're are getting shifting so fast and well and it sure would be nice if there's anything to this you and i are and generation- especially enhancing quality of life because we're going to be living longer let's make those those years better well we're going to be working longer right Re- oh, I'm retirement working i'm working until i'm 90 baby. <laughs> retirement ages are going up it'd be yeah. nice to enjoy the same quality of life after retirement as previous generations we're going to keep our eyes on this and uh, if those clinical trials are done on humans that fifth species We'll let you know because this one, this one could be a big one. Any questions? Anything we've left out of the discussion? Any health warnings that we missed? Any Again, poems from Phil? And oh, we're with, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Any more thoughts on, on sitting down while urinating? Su at dw.com. I sit unzipped on an outhouse throne in a forest. Full of wild flowers Listen early morning bird song And the distant radio traffic From science unscripted Remember my children playing In the unknown salt marsh Many years ago Grateful that the toilet and the faucet make no strange sounds. No, 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 no more strange sounds. Unscripted. <laughs>